0: It is Saturday, the 22nd of July 2017, and this is episode 315 of Digital Outbox. to another episode i am chris and ian's with me of course good afternoon chris it's a saturday Mm. afternoon yeah this is getting quite regular now this saturday spot um but there you go um we are getting a podcast in now (laughs) because i am disappearing off to japan for a couple of weeks so um i'll see you on the other side but yeah let's get um up to date with the news before i do that and then then you won't miss us too much right yeah right um, so, new story, first news story. Um, the We talked a while back about the government wanting to bring in regulations to make sure that all under-18s were protected from pornography on the internet. Um, they are moving ahead with these plans, even though they don't really have any plans, <laughs> if that makes any sense. So, they're basically going to get that starting the ball rolling in april 2018 but they don't really know how that's going to happen at the moment and the people they've asked how it could happen has kind of said it's a bit unrealistic uh, we don't think that is going to happen they think it's going to be things like making sure someone pays with a credit card um and therefore is kind of guaranteed to be over 18 uh, that's their big plan
1: it's, it's good to know when the government announced something and people go to the experts for comment and they go, hmm, this seems unrealistic. So <laughs> uh,
0: We've seen it quite a lot recently, actually, just lots of statements being made and really no idea how you're going to do it. Um, so, yeah, and it's it's saying anything on a commercial basis, So Any sites that are operating on a commercial basis will be affected. Uh, and obviously, if it's operating on a commercial basis they're already going to be paying with a credit card now anyway so i don't really understand what difference it's going to make but that, you know their intentions i'm sure are pure and good um and they have outlined a couple of other um sort of factors that are going to be rolled into this um this roll out um but but they have said they're also going to increase their powers of taking sites down should they not comply
1: yes and i guess i mean that no- I mean, we're being a bit flippant. It's nine months away from when they want to start, so they've got time Hmm. to kind of get things in place. They said they're working with the BBFC, so that's the British Board of Film Classification. Who
0: they can work with who they like on on the UK side. It doesn't make any difference. The internet isn't a UK thing.
1: No, and I think that's the problem with all the legislation that not just in the UK, but lots of governments around the world want to bring in. It's like yes,
0: yeah, yeah. This is the impossible situation. How how do you regulate something which has no boundary? Yes. They've got no way of doing that at the moment. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm just trying to find the um, the other couple of things that are going to be rolled in, but I can't find off the top of my head, so I think I'll just leave it for now.
1: Um, so they're talking about um, that alongside this act, uh, act that, um, it's bots snatching up t- concert tickets, which uh, yes. oh, yeah. I actually think is... You know, it's a good. I mean, the the thing that always winds me up so mo- so much about concert tickets is not only do the the bots snap them up, but then the same companies that are selling it then offer you the second chance prices, which are like ten times. So they're all mm. making money off off this. Um, so I I think I think that is a good thing and um, <laughs> a, a bit of an odd one to kind of ra- wrap into to the same thing. But provision of subtitles and catch up TV. So while you're watching your porn, after you've put your credit card in, you get subtitles. Or is that yeah. a different thing?
0: I think that might be a different thing. Okay, okay. so, the, the, you know, both again, uh, the, the last one you can understand it might get done. <laughs> That's pretty regulatable. But I think, again, how do you regulate a bot snatching up a ticket? I guess all you can really do is try and see the outcome of that, which is people reselling them back on. Or well, stopping uh, resale of
1: tickets, yeah. I saw the latest, the latest. Um, so Ed Sheeran seems and his promoter seems to have done a, the the best job recently. Um, but what they're doing is insisting that you, you need to um, turn up with receipt and turn up with you know something else to prove it's you. Um, it, it's just killing the secondary market, you know. So they're not stopping Yeah, lots,
0: but, how, but <laughs> how much longer does it take to get in a concert? Uh, but that's you know, you need to be there. someone of Ed Sheeran's size to be able to justify that probably yeah
1: but when you see some of the prices that are getting you know so Inkey, yeah, no, no, I think he's playing up in Glasgow I, either earlier this year he played or he's playing later this year and it was something like now he's you know, back
0: from Westeros
1: yeah but within within like five minutes all tickets had gone and then they were getting charged you know yeah. ridiculous amounts I mean so.
0: there's plenty of free market arguments that say well if they're worth that much then they're worth that much um, but you know as as the artists say I, we want our fans to be going not just the people who can afford it yes uh, UK have also brought in drone regu- uh, registration and regulation. So this is kind of, it's again, something that they, they haven't quite worked out, um, but they know they want to do it. So they're going to try and figure out how they're going to enforce this. So this is for anybody who owns a drone over 250 grams. So quite a small drone. So um, it's, it's basically trying to control um people's usage and by doing that by having them take lessons effectively and, and so they know where they can and cannot fly but there again are no details about how would they actually enforce that how do you get people to uh, register and even if you can get people to register a bit like gun registration responsible owners who are the ones that probably wouldn't fly near an airport anyway are going to register the people who aren't responsible are the ones that aren't going to register so how what benefit is there to that
1: yeah, I think the registration bit sounded sensible. I know they've done it in America. I, I don't quite know how they're going to do the testing. I've seen I've seen some of the I've seen some videos of people online doing the testing. Where if you're to do it from a um, like a commercial perspective, what you need to go through, and some of it mm-hmm. felt quite onerous. You know, like you had to you had to put bibs on and all sorts of things and cone <laughs> off areas and. And mm-hmm. I think there needs to be a bit of, you know, it's like safety regulation gone mad. I think there needs to be a bit of co- common sense around some of this stuff.
0: Yeah, f- uh, again, it's a bit. I guess because it's in the air and it's something new for, because f- of that, uh, it's it. You know, no one really knows how to um, solve solve it. You know, you don't get regulations, or I, I don't remember having regulations on re- radio control cars and things like that.
1: No, and and another thing is for all the for all everybody saying there's all these threats and people are flying them. It's like there's still not been any. And it's not to mean there's not a, a a danger with them, but there's still been uh, no major incident with a drawing apart from you know dropping drugs into prisons. Yeah, uh,
0: <laughs> yes, I, I think they are worried that people could start using them in a, a more uh, you know, especially the you know some of like like the DJI the big they are big, and if they do hit something, they're going to hurt. Uh, I mean, planes and things are designed to have bird strike and all that kind of stuff, but birds are generally fairly soft. Yeah, and drones Uh, are generally pretty hard.
1: Yep, and and cars and vans are all regulated, and we need to get licenses, and they Mm. cause a lot of damage. Mm. So it's just agreed, you know, and it's it's a difficult one because I think I think they got a bad press from people maybe doing some silly things with them. Yes, absolutely.
0: Yeah. Well, deliberately so. I think there was uh, yeah people deliberately pushed pushed all the because I think one of the ones was a plane said, "Oh, I've been hit by a drone," but actually it was a it was a plastic bag i think
1: yeah and i think the other out. one that was seemingly shot gatwick a few weeks ago um, a few weeks later came out as a plastic bag as well mm.
0: so it's more of the paranoia but then uh, you know it's an un- it's an understandable thing there's they're they're pushing around a lot of people in a very you know sensitive area so yeah i yep. think the
1: registration makes sense definitely yeah, you know i think there's, it no, makes and there's sense to... no reason
0: not to have a registration process and there's not even a reason not to have some sort of training process but i don't know how you get that other than on a goodwill basis yeah
1: and the dji have done um, and they have changed their software quite a bit you have to you have to kind of register with the credit card and prove who you are so they've got Mm -hmm. a kind of track of it but they are yeah and they are in an arms race right now because there's Mm. a a whole load of um um, hacker sites basically that allow you just to hack your um, dji drone now right Um, Mm -hmm. so they've found you know like a way of getting you putting your own software on and it means there's all the no fly zones that are currently, you know, enabled within the DJI software, you can just ignore. You know, the the ceiling heights you can ignore. You can fly over stadiums, you can mm. and that's a that's a concern not just for I guess, you know, government and, you know, police, but also for DJI because they get they're the biggest brand. They're the ones that they've got, you know, lots to lots to lose if something does happen.
0: I think I I've I, I, I subscribed to a couple of these uh, drone racers on YouTube and they, those guys are flying all over the place and I don't know what kind of agreement they get before they go and do these things. I mean, those guys, they're, they're, they're amazing to watch and the videos are incredible, but they are flying over property and things like that. And, and they you know, they're hand-built devices. They're not, <laughs> there's no regulation on them. They're, they're soldering no. them in their back garden. So, you know, I, I don't know how it all counts for that and, you know, I can see there's going to be some sort of lawsuits happening. But anyway, there we go. Um, OpenReach is mulling out the rollout of fibre to the house, or fibre, yeah, fibre to the home, for 10 million properties in the UK. They're kind of saying, you know, up until their recent split, it was always going to be too expensive, but they have kind of recently come up with some cheaper ways of being able to do it, and they reckon with the right financial backing and, whether, and with the right, you know, support, they think they could get this by two thousand and twenty. They could get uh, to ten million. No, sorry, two twenty-five. They could get to ten million homes uh, with the actual fibre to the the house rather than just to the cabinet.
1: Yes, yeah, very exciting. So I mean, we covered. Mm. We covered. I think it was the last one we talked about the government's kind of four hundred million and and how that's not enough and need to do more. We talked about you know obviously H S two, but this seems so. This is a this isn't going out to the public. This is going to industry. You know, mm, so they're yes, doing yeah, a fairly. A fairly quick, I think they said by autumn. I think they're only doing like a kind of six-week, eight-week consultation. Um, but I think this is part of the kind of a, a, a bigger a bigger push on how, how can we do this? How can the UK yeah. get a leg up?
0: What it sounds like they're doing is they're going to put out, you know, surveys to ask industry, would you pay for this? And then they're going to get industry to say, right, can you put some money up front then and then we'll get it done for you?
1: Yeah. And also probably, I mean, there's, I mean as I say, I've, I've signed up for a couple of, you know, 1 gig fibre uh, providers they're just not in my area in Glasgow um and it's 1 gig up 1 gig down it's about 50 56 a quid a month i'd pay
0: that yeah yeah totally 100% and there would and obviously once you get the commercial um backing for these fiber to the premises suddenly houses will follow on from that because there's a big market they just need to get that initial backbone put in place because they obviously need to roll out networks to all sorts of different places and then um and then once they've done that they can actually extend it but yeah i I mean you've we see a lot of government um incentives for putting things like solar panels on your roof and arguably this is a far bigger thing for the economy than whacking a solar panel on your roof you know for the benefit versus cost analysis so uh it would be, I guess they're also angling that, hey, maybe if we can get people to say we, we will buy this, the government will then put an incentive on there and say maybe they'll put some money in towards supporting that rollout.
1: Yeah, you're more right. Than they are now. You know, just back to that, if there's a need, you know, yeah. and it's just measuring that need to then...
0: They've got to prove there's a need there to, to, to balance it off. Yes. Right. I think there's certainly a lot of gamers. That <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're, you know, they shouldn't underestimate that. There's, you know, there's a big big market out there
1: even even just on um your netflix skies and your iplayer it's it's and as we always change days now
0: until you've got the service there that's that's able to do that shift this data around you don't really know what it's going to end up being used for no you know you know just the 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 real realities of like dumb terminals now where you can literally just have computing power elsewhere and then just shunt stuff over these networks is is massive ai is real boys and girls um, PayPal another announcement so last week we talked about them being included in Apple Pay in a kind of quite an astonishing move well they're also now announced that they're going to go with Samsung Pay as well or Samsung Pay rather has announced that they will allow PayPal so in the, the ever going uh, duplication of um, anything Apple does, Samsung does better or not maybe better
1: <laughs> I was going to see it later but
0: <laughs> later is the better word yeah but, uh, then, but then, so we'll, yeah. we'll
1: wait and see because who knows? Design wise, this year Samsung have done well.
0: Yeah, they've they've kind of nailed it on the front there up the head a bit at the moment. But Android is now kind of that's how this market has ended up, right? Android is now edging further, and then Apple kind of leapfrogs again. But it because of the, the rapid development of you know what am I trying to say? Anyway, you know what I'm saying. Uh, yeah, but now you can put PayPal on your Samsung Pay wallet uh, again. I imagine they've offered them a good deal uh, to get them on this market, because otherwise, why would Samsung want to do that? Cause a... I just it, th- I think PayPal might be doing this as a lost
1: lead. It, maybe. Um, there's some percentages at the bottom of the article. So pay, they were talking about how Apple pays the largest percentage of supporting US merchants with 36% accepting um, the technology, like up from 16 the year before. So that's a big jump. So this is people in their
0: company or in their shop offering you the option to pay by this option, yeah. Yeah, and and Mm.
1: PayPal was a second at thirty four percent, and then it was Mastercard, Android Pay, Visa Checkout, so and then Samsung Pay. So Samsung Pay is obviously a good bit behind, and it gives them a leg up. Also gives PayPal a leg up. So there's clearly there's an arms race around who's got the widest adoption.
0: Eventually, they'll all get adopted and (laughs) it won't make any difference anyway. Absolutely, and then everyone will go. Well, why don't we have a combined one?
1: Yeah, but even just, the, as I said, just that, you know, I was out, out for a walk this morning, did a quick bit of shopping, used the phone, didn't have any money with me. But It's just, that convenience is lovely.
0: Huge bit of news this um, week around the dark web and a government hit basically on two of the um, sort of major marketplaces, so the kind of illegal trading marketplaces, Bay and Hansa. Um, so they managed effectively to shut down um, Bay and also infiltrate hansa uh, and then basically sat quietly on hansa while uh, a load of people registered um, once alphabay had disappeared um, and have been tracking that site and now have shut that one down as well so basically they have um, covertly been yeah um, digging around lots of people's data and found a way to bring down sites on the dark web
1: yeah i just said it's a big it's a big story that in some great ways, great win
0: for, for um, the government.
1: Yeah, I mean, in some ways, it, it, it's like a, a lot of people are probably going, What's this? But I mean, I think it was like second or third news on BBC News the other yeah, night. Yeah, big, big, is, yeah, big, big. You know, it's a big thing. It was thing. on Radio
0: 4, always my uh,
1: barometer for it being public news. But, and I think, I'm mean, seeing everybody, most folk all know Silk Road. That was a kind of first, I guess, big dark web type site where you could, you know, illegally obtain stuff. Everybody thought safe were safe and it, and it went bust. But, um, you know alpha was 10 times that size mm. um and everybody and, and
0: real nefarious stuff going on real bad stuff. oh yeah, yeah you know drugs and guns being traded and and then all as sorts. well as all the kind of um hacked data and all that it's the kind of place where if, if someone hacks a big company this is the marketplace where they go and sell that to to buyers so it's, it's pretty shady pretty dodgy
1: and this is a this this feels like uh i mean it's almost like a kind of episode of the wire or something and that the, the the a number of authorities worked together and shut down Alphabet, yes. but they'd already taken over Hansa, so yeah. most people would moved to Hansa. The government that was government controlled, um, so they've got everybody's you know identities, email accounts, IP addresses. Because even though it was all over Tor, they were in control. They have all that data. They're going to come knocking. So uh, it's yeah, it's it's a pretty big. I mean, deal.
0: that's what they're, they're they're you know I'm sure they're. They've probably oversold maybe what they could do, but they've certainly got a lot of data that they can follow up on now. They have. Yeah. And
1: uh, I mean, the other, the other big thing for me was it wasn't, because we started off talking about, you know, how how does a government, um, you know, put some jurisdiction on something on like the internet, which is like just all over the place. But this was seven different... Um, you know, authorities across the world. You know, there was US involves, and that's how
0: And that's how they're going to eventually do it. You, they will never be able to do it properly though because there'll always be a jurisdiction that doesn't care or is willing to take the money. Um, yeah, I love. The, so you- this is how it'll happen. But eventually that all gets to the state of being some sort of global police. And then we've seen from Europe, <laughs> no one in the UK wants to be, well, say no one, 51% of the people in, want to be removed from Europe so they don't have their say on what we
1: do. I loved the the Europol director's quote. The coordinated takedown was really special. And I don't know why, but I could hear it in some sort of Dutch kind of really special.
0: Really special? And,
1: um, <laughs> and they said it was one of the most sophisticated law enforcement operations against cybercrime I've ever seen. And I, I, we're only going to see one of these. Yeah, so I- it's the only way it's going to work.
0: I don't think you can't really uh, short sell how much coordination that would have taken across all those different agencies, and seen as you know most of those are quite an insular and isolated thing. So this, this reaching out is quite, it's yeah, um, quite impressive. So well done. Um, also, another hacking type story. So an interesting one. Microsoft is trying to work against uh, the the um, the Russian hackers that are sort of supposedly involved with in, um, the U.S. election. So Fancy Bear. Um, and they've done it in an interesting way because Fancy Bear went about setting up all their control and command servers with um, domain names which included the Microsoft word so, or Microsoft's properties. So maybe Hotmail or maybe um, Microsoft.com, something yeah, like that. So in I'm their domain down, somewhere. Yeah, I'm, I'm just, just looking
1: down there. They call LiveMicrosoft.net or RSSHotmail.com.
0: And apparently there's, so there's several more properties. So Microsoft has been going around and basically doing the law to say, right, i need to take that back it's my property and then monitoring the information that then like, they you know they set themselves up a server and listen to what's being sent to it uh, and and now they're getting information on where this data is coming from um so in a kind of roundabout way they are stopping the the or getting information about where those that that hack is originated and where the servers are that have been infected things like that and and Got I mean, clever
1: yeah very clever and good for them they're obviously doing so, so Fancy Bear has been seen as, you know, Russian government funded, you know, so US intelligence agencies and a lot of other intelligence agencies, yeah, this is all, this is all, you know, a front for, um, yeah. you know, the Russian government, but Microsoft, you know, whether they just didn't want to go there, whether it was advisable not to go there, they just said, look, it's a, it's a well known, you know, hacking team who are 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 well funded and well sourced. And, 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 yes. and they just said, don't know who. But yeah, doesn't the, matter really to them. Uh,
0: but exactly. you're know, like, right; they don't want to get involved.
1: Yeah, but, it, but, but as I said, this article is basically so I think it is. It's the first time a tech company has tried to, you know, directly disrupt a foreign intelligence operation, you which know, is great
0: up until the point that they just register names that aren't anything to do with Microsoft, and then that's <laughs> all closed down, so they can build it all up again quite easily.
1: But I mean, the reason the reason they're doing that is it it's, it makes it easier because people think these are all legitimate. Yes, yeah, yeah. You know, so that's yeah. the that's the hook in. Yeah, they don't look too close. They just see Microsoft are in there. They, they see Hotmail or Microsoft and think, oh, that must be their way of, you know, talking to me or whatever. Yeah. So
0: phoenix from the ashes
1: <laughs> the, the, google indeed. glass is
0: back <laughs> indeed <laughs> uh, they're trying to basically google glass is being relaunched but uh, in an enterprise ed- edition so uh, it's not really a consumer-facing uh, product and they're saying we've seen where we can get value out of this product we don't want to you know get rid of all the stuff we worked on so we're selling it to firms and it's going to be you know factories and organizations where you someone needs information with them maybe they're using their hands for other things um and they reckon they can actually make some money out of that and then they saying who knows what's going to happen off the back of that if we make money off this and we can extend it maybe people will start accepting them because i think that was the big downfall before wasn't it It was all the fury about uh no google glass here don't you we're not allowing it it's too yeah. invasive
1: no glass holes was the um was some of the thing and it was just back to when you recorded there was no sign you were recording Yes, um, no, and it's
0: like, an. It, there were pro- proper and, and important privacy issues associated Absolutely. with them. I mean, I, I,
1: but, I wouldn't be comfortable with somebody in a in toilet, you know, or no, or sorts, even yeah. just I'm sitting, you know, I'm eat, sitting eating somewhere and somebody's, you know, turning their head around and looking at me, potentially recording it and be like, sod off. Um, so a couple of changes on this one, and that they've, they've slightly tweaked the resolution of the actual camera, better battery life, faster Wi-Fi, and then most importantly, a red light comes on when you're recording. Mm -hmm. (laughs) um but i I, but i think they're targeting the right market you know that absolutely you know they're going for enterprise but also they've said you don't have to buy this this kind of like frame around it you know it clips on now to safety glasses which is important you know for you know if you look at a lot of the areas where you'd want to use you know and, and, and put you know overlay information you know if i look at our workplace everybody needs to be safety glassed up you know, no, it's just it's just yep. not an option. Um so straight away you're like, well, that is that is something that's more intriguing now. Um Yeah, and so, it gets around
0: all those privacy issues because it's at work and you know you can designate that as a piece of safety equipment, yeah.
1: Exactly. And I think there's a there are lots of enterprise type I mean there's a there's a good wired article. and it basically this all came out on either Monday or Tuesday night and um it was it was um Google or alphabet, as we need to call them. It is it, basically said, right? All the NDAs you can now lift because I've been, you know, we've been working with, you know, I, I guess a select number of companies over the last, you know, year or two. Um, and this was a, a wild article came out, plus you know, all the kind of partners were like, here we are. But it, it, and it's not huge; it's not like you know millions of devices. I'm talking hundreds. Yeah. Um, but this feels more, you know, it feels more. I guess it feels more realistic about what this where they're saying it can get used. And the kind of market they're going after they're not going after you know me and you buying these and walking around town with someone at the moment
0: their initial their initial concept launch was very much like the the microsoft home of the future right except for they actually built this thing and tried to sell it yeah. but it was just too far ahead of the game i think who knows in the next five years these might become a regular thing that you do see more popular and maybe people have accepted them into society more so this is more of the way of getting in at that that base level and then then it'll become part of everyday life and then you people see them differently.
1: Uh, who who knows? I mean, ARKit was, was launched as part of iOS 11 and I've seen some great video demos of, you know, what, what, what ARKit yeah. and what the potential is. I mean, I saw one yesterday, which was, you know, you're using Apple Maps, you search for something and then it shows you as you walk around, you know, it's, record, mm. it's showing you the map and you think, yeah. well, if I was wearing glasses and it was showing me the map, no, it's yeah. really no, it's really powerful.
0: <laughs> You'd walk with a strut. <laughs> <laughs> and then and where we're um, going?
1: <laughs> and and who knows? And I guess this is this this is the opportunity. There's lots of rumours about Apple are developing glasses, and there's there's no doubt Google didn't develop this, and then just threw it away. There's obviously the all and oh, no. all these companies that are away chasing the next thing.
0: Look, as soon as Apple released the product, everyone would be like, wow, this is amazing.
1: Well, a week later, Samson's will go out. And then a year later, they'll do. A, they'll design a better one. So it's, uh...
0: it's the future, everybody. Welcome to the future. All right, that is our podcast. That's all we could come up with in the world of tech for that since we last played <laughs> season. So actually, this two-week gap might be good. Um, but yes, uh, that is it. Have you got any pick that you want to discuss? Anything you want to talk about? We could talk about the fact that we play in Battlefield now. It's, it's not a new game, but that's The, the one not rather sad
1: platform. one, it's a bit like my chess pick, but um Transmit 5 <laughs> came out for the Mac this week, and Transmit is a great FTP package. And I FTP, have upgraded myself. Yep. Uh, FTP is fairly, you know, if you need to, to use call it,
0: it an FTP package is a bit shortcoming, really. It's, it's actually a whole file huge. transfer
1: yeah. package. Yeah. And what I would say is, see if you're on the Mac, throw some money at Panic, because the, the software is just so polished, it's so good. And, um it's only thirty five dollars this week, you know, so just jump on it buy yeah it.
0: that that is a bargain i've been using I was using transmit four for years, and they never charge for an upgrade, and they' yep. another one of those companies that do release upgrades um regularly um for no extra charge uh yeah I, i've been enjoying panic 4 and this say like I say ftp is f- selling it short it does all your SFTP, it does um your kind of web devs and normal stuff like that but then it also got s3 connectivity Absolutely. and a whole ton of other servers which i've not even heard of that's how yeah random it is but yeah beautiful bit of software um done well you know they've thought there's no technicality to it you just type in the details and off you go
1: yeah, so that would be my one little, little pick Agreed. this week. It would, be, pick. it would be, if you're on the Mac, just, just jump on that and get it, get it done. Okay then.
0: Thank you very and we much. Could, and we could
1: talk about Battlefield. And, and, and the amazing thing being that after years of hate, <laughs> you're starting to, there's a little glimmer of hope.
0: There was a glimmer of enjoyment. I, I just, you know, I don't know. I've probably mentioned it on the podcast before, but generally speaking, it makes me want to rip my elbows out, that whole style of game paper. Over the past few nights, I've actually found some enjoyment from it. So Battlefield 1, there you go. Another non-new game that we're,
1: <laughs> we're recommending. But, on but, the... but I think I know what the key reason is you're starting to enjoy it. Because I'm not playing Halo anymore? No, you're not bottom of the leaderboard. So any, any, anything where you kind of trickle from <laughs> mid to top gets the... the, the, the uh, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll mention the words Touchdown Evans, but it gets a kind of Touchdown <laughs> Evans type... <laughs> Celebration, especially don't, when you're Yeah, the top. I don't
0: really care if my team loses as long as I did. All right, yeah. all right, who's top of the leaderboard? 100%. All
1: right,
0: <laughs> there you go. It is a bit demoralising being pummeled. There you go. Anyway, there you go. I said there you go at least four times, so I'll say it once more. There you go. If you wanna find out more about us, digitaloutbox.com. Info at digitaloutbox.com is our email address. Twitter is digitaloutbox cheesy UK is my Twitter handle, academy dot UK. If you wanna see the growth and demise of a racing driver, uh E D where E are D where are you?
1: <laughs> my, um I'm a Twitter distriver. And in a remarkable form of déjà vu, this coming week I'll publish a, an iPad review. <laughs> I'm sure I might have said that last week, <laughs> you might or do. indeed two weeks ago. But I, I might get my arson gear.
0: And that'll be on END.net. So that's that's as well. One.
1: you're called END. Thank you very much. Well, it was better than you <laughs> Dick.
0: Yes, indeed. Thank you very much for listening. And like I say, we'll be back in just over two weeks, I imagine. So speak to you then. Bye bye. Goodbye. <laughs>